The Woj Pod is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. As we move closer to the NBA playoffs, check out Brian Windhorst and the Hoop Collective for all of your NBA needs. Follow the show wherever you go to get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome into another edition of the Woj Pod. Here with Atlanta Hawks all-star guard, Trey Young. Trey, how are you? I'm doing good, Woj. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Playoff-bound Atlanta Hawks. How how does that sound? How does that feel right now uh, in this season? Um, it feels feels great. I mean, it feels a lot better than it has has been these past couple of years. Obviously, when you win a lot more, it feels feels great. So, um, obviously, just being in the playoffs is not not the end goal, but um, being able to achieve, hopefully, being in the playoffs, uh, this is it's a step in the right direction. You know, typically, when you come into the league tray. If you get drafted as high as you do, you're coming into a bad team. You're coming into a team that probably has been in the lottery. Um, and, and that was certainly the case in Atlanta. How much of an appreciation do you have now of how hard it is to climb out of those depths in the NBA um, and, and get into, not just into the playoffs, you're a fifth seed yeah. right now. What that climb is like. Yeah, it, I definitely have a more of an appreciation of it, uh, of the work it takes to get, I mean, to win an NBA game. I mean, I grew up watching the Thunder uh, constantly in the <laughs> constantly in the, the playoffs every year and things like that. And uh, now being in the NBA, like you understand how hard it is to really get there and uh, get to the playoffs. So it's, it's definitely been a work in progress and a climb for sure. You know, it's funny. I remember when you were coming out of Oklahoma and talking to you about those days as as a kid with you and your dad Mm -hmm. driving over to Oklahoma City. You you would wait on the steps of the arena, right, for when they would open those doors and you would go flying into the arena to go watch like who was who was warming up. Was it like the visiting team in? Could you watch Steph? Yeah, Uh, the home team. I can watch Russ and, and KD. Um, it, it really probably doesn't feel like it was that long ago. That was what you were doing. No, for real. It, it really doesn't. I mean, really, it was just um, within the last 10 years I was doing that. So, um, I mean, it, it's crazy how far I mean, I've come. And uh, definitely being in the NBA, you definitely appreciate, I mean, the little things about it uh, that you don't necessarily get to see from afar. I mean, you're having Trey here in your – you know, your third season, uh, you know, you've been an all-star. I think the next step for you, you you've solidified your team here in the playoffs and, and then all NBA, right? Like that's something every player wants. Usually all-star is the first step. All NBA is tougher uh, to make. In, in your mind, and, you know, you look at it this year, 24 points, 9.4 assists. You're third in the league behind Russ uh, and James Harden. Uh, uh, an interesting one. You rank fourth in points scored and assisted on per game this season behind Harden, Luca, Damian Lillard. Um, uh, one of only two players, 25 points, nine assists, along with Harden this season. I think along with winning Trey, those are the kind of numbers that I think get people talking about uh, voting and, and, and putting you in all NBA uh, contention. 
Um, is that your was that your hope this year? Is that your feeling that that you you're in that conversation? Yeah, I mean, of course. I I mean, I believe um, I should be in the conversation. Uh, I hope I am. Obviously, that's any player's dream is to be a, an, an All Star, an All NBA, an MVP caliber player, um, type of player. And for me, I feel like I've been playing at that type of level, and um, and it, it's it's a lot due to my teammates and and our winning. Uh, I think that was the biggest knock on me and on on awards and things like that last year um, and making an All NBA team and. Uh, I think now, um, now that we're winning and and things like that, I think that has to come into play when it comes to talking about me. And uh, I think us not being able to be on TV all the time and not be on TV yet um, as much as some other teams, not being shown as much, can can kind of uh, hide the fact that we're we're winning. Mm-hmm. We're winning a lot more this year, and I think that's. For me, um, been the been the main focus, and uh, I think we we've done that. And I think with everything else going on, I feel like um, my case is is there. How much Trey? That when you think about how you've evolved as a leader uh, from your rookie year till now, and then the roster evolves around you, and you bring in more veteran guys. Uh, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, you had Rajan Rondo in until uh, the trade. Um, you know, your roster has gotten better and you've grown now with the younger the younger core that came in with you. How much have you evolved as a leader? And and in what, pl- what places did you say, hey, listen, I've got to get better at doing that. I've got to get better at um, whether it's in the locker room, on the court, in the offseason, how did you go about trying to do that? Um, for me, like um, just becoming and evolving as a leader, I first it just comes as just humbling yourself. And I think me having great vets and guys like like Rajon and uh, now Lou, um, but even when I was a rookie with Jeremy Lin and Vince Carter, like. Um, understanding that there's different ways of, of leading and um, there's certain ways you have to lead certain guys. So I think for me, just understanding now that I've had more years in this league, uh, how, how to talk to certain guys and how to, to get under guys' skin, to get them going, or um, there's little things that I wasn't necessarily the, the best at as far as leading vocally. I've always been a great leader by example, but leading vocally – has been something that I had to, to get, get better at coming into the league. And I think now having the, the best that I've had um, to really help me evolve as a, a leader, as a, as a vocal leader, uh, has, been, has been great for me. So, Take me back, Trey, to the summer and you're going into free agency. You're talking with Travis Schlenk, your GM, about what you are going to try to do in free agency, what his goals were. What do you remember about that time? And then sort of watching it come together, the sign and trade for Bogdanovich, uh, Gallinari uh, in free agency, uh, you know, at the time Rondo in free agency, and then Rondo turned into uh, Lou Williams in the trade. Take me back to the summer and sort of just your feeling, well, actually 
I always, I still say summer. We weren't in the summer. It was, yeah. it was the fall. I, I have no sense of calendar anymore <laughs> on the basketball season, but, but what was that like? What, what were your conversations with Travis and um, what, what were you hoping would happen? Yeah. I mean, uh, I remember just, just our conversations about, um, I mean, him, him telling me, like, I mean, this, this next season could be a, a different team uh, with definitely our, our core guys being back, but guys around it could be different. And uh, so really it's, it's uh, the whole summer process was crazy. Just knowing that, I mean, our team was going to look different coming into this year, uh, but not knowing who yet and just waiting, waiting to see what happened. And uh, once we got, I mean, bogey Gallo, um, all those guys, Rajon, uh, it was, uh, it was just a crazy, crazy kind of effect. And it was my first summer really seeing our team really make big free agency moves like this. So just being a part of it, um, and being able to, to, to see how it all evolved this summer was, was, uh, or like you said, fall, right. uh, it was good. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand slams, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. You know, it's always been interesting to me, Trey. Like Atlanta is a place that NBA players love spending time in. There's a lot of guys who live there, who spend time in the offseason there, and not yeah. just guys who are from there. Does it seem to you that, like, Atlanta should be a destination place for free agents in the NBA? Um, I don't know if it, if it should be uh, now. I mean, we, we, haven't, we haven't been good recently. Um, but, but if you're good and if it's run well, yeah, that, that it should be a place guys want to play. I've always felt that about Washington, that, that the Washington should be a team, if they've got it going, that should be attractive to free agents. But you're right, guys are not going to go to a losing organization. Even when it's in L.A. or New York, we've seen that has not attracted uh, players. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was saying. Is It's just more about the winning factor. I think that's that's been what it was and – I think now we're starting to create an identity. When you go, when you know you're going into a situation where the identity is already there and you know what you're going into and it's a winning culture and um, things like that, I think it's, it's more exciting. And it, the, the, city, the city of Atlanta is going to bring excitement in itself. And for us, it's all about, as a team now, is just making it more exciting and making it more exciting for free agency free agent players to come here um if but it's not going to be that way unless you're winning so uh, i think that's that's been the main thing for me to understanding that it, the the change in this team and 
really the, how well you have played since Nate McMillan has taken over as coach. You've won 22 of 32 since he took over, fifth best in the record or fifth best record in the NBA during that span. And you guys have been dramatically different in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was a place where prior you guys had struggled to close games out. Um, and now you're among uh, the best in the league at, at fourth quarter net efficiency since Nate took over. What's it been like with him? How different has the relationship between the point guard and the head coach and being on um, being an extension of him? How is that? How has that evolved with you two? Uh, I mean, it's been it's been good. It's been really good. Um... I think for us as a team, uh, Coach Nate. I mean, just uh, one thing he always he always preaches is believe. And uh, even in the fourth quarter, um, early on, we were down double digits in fourth quarter games, and still able to come back. Um, and you could tell every game we we all believed, and we're continuing to do that. We're continuing to trust in each other, and. Um, it's showing, and I mean, coach is really just continuing to to, to put confidence in in each and every guy. And we've had a lot of injuries and guys going down, and um, guys are stepping up. And then, and you could tell just the the uh, the relationship he's he's having uh, with with guys, and the the way he's pushing guys and giving giving everybody confidence. It's really it's really helping our team, and. Um, it's it's been good to, to see Nate do do so well for us. What was the first conversation you and Nate had uh, when when he accepted that interim job? What was what was the first thing you sat down and, and talked about? He talked about with you. Uh, just I mean how we need to turn it around. Uh, I mean we had a we had a talk and just just kind of sat down and how we needed to be on the same page and uh, for us. For us to be good or any type of good this season and to make the postseason, and we just needed to be on the same page. And for for him to come to me and and have that sit down with me, uh, I mean, I really respected it. We just we've been we've been great ever since. And uh, just having that one on one dialogue and for us to to be able to communicate with each other like that, it's been it's been great. He, he still has that interim coach label. I think both he and the organization have talked about. They'll really just handle it, I think, after the season and decide how to go forward. Given the success this team has had and and how well you played and, and certainly his track record in the league as a head coach, can you imagine a scenario where he's not back next year? Is is that does it feel like I mean I mean I I mean I couldn't. I mean I couldn't see that if there's a scenario he's not back with us. I mean the way we're winning right now, I mean, if we go in the playoffs and do really well, I mean, it's it's hard to see him not not back next year. Um, so, I mean, that's at the end of the day, it's not up to me. But I mean, as a player, that's, I I don't see why he wouldn't be back. But you know, you'll have I mean, Trey is best player on the team, franchise guy. You'll be up for your extension after this season. Your input to management ownership on on Nate would be. Based on what you've seen so far, would be what? Um, I mean, really, that he's he's connected with connecting with the players. Um, I mean, he's he's 
really pushing us. He's really he's really pushing winning, and and uh, you can see how much he, he he really wants to win. And uh, it's it's uh, it's showing each and every game, and it doesn't matter who's out on the court. And uh, I, I like that about him, and um, he always believes that we can win, and that that's what you want. Trey, how much has this season been an ability to not just physically but mentally uh, sustain yourself as a group, as a team, individually, the isolation that you had to deal with a lot of the season in quarantine, uh, not leaving hotels, not being able to go out when you were home. What's been the toll mentally, do you think, on teams and players this year? Yeah, I mean, this season, I mean, they may have a 30 for 30 someday about this season. Uh, just just based off of all the, the, I mean, everything everybody had to go through, like with everything you said. And, um, I mean, just being in a hotel on a two-week road trip when you can't leave, leave the hotel and you're just going from plane to gym to hotel – it, it really does take a toll, like on your on your mind and on your body, uh, and just everything. So I think, I mean, maybe someday people people will get to look into to a lot more than just my eyes as as far as um, what players have had to go through this season. But I know it's not just our team; everybody in this league has had to go through something this year, and um, that's what makes this year so so much special. So whoever wins this year. Um, it's it's going to be it's going to be the toughest team and who stuck together to the end. So um, this year is definitely definitely different. How about the physical grind? So many games in such a tight window. You're seeing guys get hurt. You had the ankle yeah. recently. You know we're out for a bit. Came back. Um, is it been a, a physical toll that's been different than what you experienced prior in this league? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I I mean. Playing my first year, I played 81. I could have played all 82 games. And I still feel like my body felt better that year than it did in this 72-game season. Um, just with all the back-to-backs and the every other day, the five games in seven days, um, like those those types of stretches are, are, are tough. And we have a lot more more of those this season. So, um, I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot on your body. Hey, Trey, when you see, there's an interesting stat. Um, you're third in the last 25 years, uh, third with the most career 30-foot makes. So you have 91 career 30-footers. You can imagine the two guys who are ahead of you, mm-hmm. Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, right? Yeah. When yeah. you see those guys make shots, if you're watching – Sports Center, or you're on League Pass, you're watching a game, and you see guy, you see those two especially making shots from the logo from way out, and you may have made one from two feet in the night before, or from same general area. Do you all the different ways you compete with guys in the league? Do you watch those two and see where they're making shots from, and think about, all right, let me see if I can get that spot tomorrow, or or do I need to like? Do you look at that differently than maybe anybody else does? Um, I don't look at it as like a competition type of thing, like on a, a range and who shoots it further. 
I kind of look at it as, I mean, it's, I mean, not very many people can shoot that shot. I mean, with consistent, consistently and um, at a at a pretty decent high percentage. And um, I don't know when those when those guys shoot it. Like I, I always think Steph is 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 making it. Dame shoots it so consistently and so so often. Um, I mean, every time he shoots it, I think it's going in from that type of range. So I, I've watched those guys shoot it all the time. I've watched them since I was in high school. So, um, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. When did you stop getting yelled at in high school for try, for for taking that shot, attempting that shot? Were they going in right away, and so no one could say anything, or did you have to? Did you take some heat when you kept moving back out like that there and then at Oklahoma? Yeah, then uh, it was it was going in. It was going in pretty frequently my sophomore year. Uh, probably that was that was probably when my coach stopped stopped yelling at me. My freshman year, uh, he he didn't let me take too many of those. But uh, I think my sophomore year on, because um, I was hitting a couple of, a couple of those deep ones. Um, he uh, he definitely stopped yelling at me that year. But ever since then, it's been it's been history. Hey, Trey, you know, talking about the grind of this season, you're going to have another shortened offseason going into training camp. Obviously, it'll be shorter for the teams who advance further in the playoffs. It might leave the Olympic team without, you know, some of like the all-NBA veterans who might have in other years decided to play. And I think players are all still deciding what they want to do, whether they want to be a part of it. Can they withstand the grind of going to Tokyo, uh, playing for another extended period? Is it worth it with the offseason? If an opportunity comes for you to be a part of that Olympic team, is that something you would still have interest in? Um, of course. Of course I would. Uh, I mean, I feel like growing up, I, I missed out on, I feel like, I missed out on the opportunity. Um, I'm not making the hoop summit uh, when I was in high school, and then missing out on a couple USA uh, teams. For me, anytime I'm presented the opportunity to to represent my country, um, I will. And uh, so, if I got presented the opportunity to do that, I would. I would, and uh, I definitely consider it. And um, we'll see where it where it goes from there. You were out at the camp, I guess, three years ago, right? Three years ago when they had – or maybe three years ago they had the mini camp yeah. in Vegas. It was uh, two years ago. Two years, two years ago. ago. You went out. Uh, I think you had that eye injury and had to leave a couple days early. Mm-hmm. What was that like, all those guys in one gym? Like you've got the young group. You've got the older group that's there. What was like? What was walking into that? environment like into that gym you know they give you the usa penny you know you go um i think like the select group and then there's a the sort of the senior group what what do you remember about that experience um it was it was different um it was a it was a weird experience for me because for me i felt like i should have been in the other gym um there's just being honest uh i felt like my my talent level i should have been in the other gym playing with the I mean having a chance to compete on that for that national team spot and um, 
I think it was motivating for me. Um, although I got I got hurt with the injury and I had to leave early, but I think it was motivating for me going into that next season. Um, and uh, I think that that's kind of just what I used and used from it. But it was it was a really good experience. Um, but but like I said, I, I felt like I should have been in the other gym uh, competing with those guys. You will use at your level, Trey. How often do you spend trying to find slights like that and leave, try to leave Vegas a little pissed off and say, okay, this is something I'm going to take and get myself going again. Like most of the greats have that, have that in them. And I think especially players like you who maybe were told, you know, you're because of size or rankings or wherever it was, um, People saying, okay, that's not going to work at the next level. Okay, that worked in high school. That's not going to work in college. Mm-hmm. Or you can do that in college, but you can't do that in the NBA. And I think you've been kind of uh, painted that way at different times. D- do those all add up for you? Do you keep finding those things to keep pushing you forward? Of course. Of course. There's always there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. And for me, it's it's that's I just use it as motivation. And it's little things like that that – People may not know till till later on down the road when I'll bring it up, but in that moment, I'll I'll paint that picture and it's it sticks with me forever. So uh, that's like I said, that was one of those moments, and um, I definitely have, I definitely have more. There's Trey. I think for any player, I think I think certainly for any, any player in the league, but any young player, like it separates you when you get a signature shoe deal, and so. Your agent, Omar Wilkes, calls you one day, and I'm sure these deals evolve over time. They don't just call you and say, hey, they offered it to us. But there comes a point where Adidas wants to do that with you, and you look at the list. You know who the players are who've gotten signature shoes. And, like, yeah. you know, in Adidas, it's, it's Lillard, Harden, Derek Rose, and, and Donovan Mitchell, uh, who's a little more of a peer age-wise to you. What mm-hmm. is that? When he says, when, when Omar Wilkes says to you, hey, We've got this. They're going to do it. We're going to get this deal done. Where does that rake up, and and, and what does that mean to a player uh, when you can have that? That's almost the amount of excitement you are uh, you have whenever you get drafted. I mean, when you get your own shoe, um, it's it's special. Like for me, I remember getting the call and uh, oh, telling me that they want to give me my shoe uh, and they want to make a a ty one. And I was like, I remember going crazy, and it was just, it was just a crazy moment, just knowing that, um, just thinking that kids are going to be wearing my shoes and, and looking up to it, just the same way I did with with my idol. So uh, it's it's a special thing to have, and just to be a part of that group with Dame, Dame James, and and D Rose, and then to have Donovan, me and Donovan, be that next wave coming up. Uh, it's special. Yeah, the the Trey Young one with Adidas. It comes out September one, so um, you know that'll be yeah. as, as we're turning into uh, next season. Hey Trey, this was this was a lot of fun. It is always great catching up with you. Uh, good luck here in this last stretch of the regular season, and 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 we will see you. We will see you in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Well, I'll see you there. Appreciate it, Walt. Thanks, Trey.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Woj Pod. A big thank you to our guest today, Atlanta Hawks All-Star Guard, Trey Young. Be sure to listen to new and archived episodes of the Woj Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure also to listen to The Low Post with Zach Lowe, The Hoop Collective with Brian Windhorst. We'll catch you next time. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.